Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pretzels. Look. What, Chips? Look. Who's the new guy? Fanta. I think he's looking at me. Uh, Pretzels, you got it twisted. He's looking at me. Stop being salty, Chips. We both got a chance. Shh, he's coming over. Ladies. Hi. And hello to you. Back at you, handsome. Fanta picked beef jerky? Mm, girl, we're gonna be here a while. This is No BS Top Search Advice Radio, episode 1852. I'm your host, Jeff Alton, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome to Saturday. I'd like to spend some time daily talking with you about your career, job search, and such. And today's show is one I've pulled from my archives from my other show, Job Search Radio, which I discontinued in 2019. I say March, April, somewhere along those lines. And I think it's still the number two show in Apple Podcasts for Job Search with more than 800 episodes. This show is an interview I did with Aaron Walker from The View from the Top. And he tells a heartbreaking story to start off the interview that just cut me to the quick. Um, And it talks about fear. Uh, He's a man from Tennessee. You'll recognize that in his accent. He's terrific. Hope you find this helpful. Give it a little bit of time to listen to. I know I'm going to have more interviews coming up in the next few weeks. And with that, let's get going. So my guest on this show is Aaron Walker, president of View from the Top, a terrific coaching organization that's helped people all over the world. Aaron, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on board. Thanks, Jeff, man. I appreciate you having me on today. What a pleasure. Thank you. It's very kind of you, sir. So fear is something that grips many people. It, it hurts. I'll speak about myself. You know, fear has, has put me in positions way too often in my life where I haven't made smart decisions out of fear of the impact. Is that what you see for most folks? Or is it just the numbness of life and how people are affected by stuff that causes that crippling debilitation? Yeah. Let me just ask you this, Jeff. What What are you afraid of? Like when you say I'm afraid, is it public perception? Is it failure? What are you afraid of? I'll give you an example for myself. Uh, you know, I'm a guy who's been in headhunting for a long time. And when you work in the as I have, for as long as I have, you often work for or in situations where, frankly, your income is contingent upon whether or not someone performs as they say they're going to perform, an owner behaves as they should behave. You know, you deal with a lot of people with limited integrity, unfortunately. Yeah, here's what you're afraid of. You have no control over it. You're afraid of something you don't have any control over whatsoever. 
when I was young, my mom used to say, can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. And as I grew older, I adopted that as my lifelong mantra. It's like, I may not be able to do something, but she's going to insist that I at least try. And what I later adopted in life was fearing missing an opportunity more than I fear failure. Because people are afraid that if they do something and it's not successful, their peers or colleagues or family members are going to be talking about them. And I call it the 1835-60 rule. When you're 18, everybody's talking about you. When you're 35, you just don't care anymore. And when you get 60, you find out they weren't talking about you to begin with. Yet it paralyzes <laughs> everything that we do, right? We're afraid that we're not going to succeed. Carol Dweck wrote a great book called Mindset. And I don't know if you read it or not, Jeff, but it talks about we have two mindsets. One is a fixed mindset. One is a growth mindset. And when you have the fixed mindset, you just think you don't have the ability to do other things. The growth mindset teaches you we can do most things. There's some physical limitations, but as a rule, if we put the energy, effort, resources to it, we can accomplish most things that we want. So stop being afraid. Fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. So the idea is to engage with the opportunity, even though you might fail at it. That well, sounds easy. I, I don't call it failure. I call it pivoting, right? You, you can look at what it. What do you call it? Failure. I'm sorry. Pivoting. You just, it, ah. you, learn, you learn one way that it's not going to work. My daughters used to come to me and they'd say, Dad, I want to try this or that. I've got two daughters. One's 29, one's 32 now. And they would say, I want to do this, but I'm afraid I might fail. And I said, listen, failure is in not trying, not not succeeding. And so you may just find a way that it didn't work that time. And so just alter, change, switch. It's a mindset. Failure is like, what does that even mean? I mean, what, what do you mean that you didn't accomplish your goal? Maybe not then. Maybe it's for later. So from a John Hunter perspective, because you're offering up great stuff in life in general. So for the job hunter, they become fearful before interviews, fearful of networking, fearful of the employer is going to take it you know, on and on. The list is huge of the fears job hunters have. If you could pick one or two uh, from a concrete perspective that you think many might engage in, could you pick one that just pops into your mind now uh, and address how someone might speak to that in their in their own psyche? Well, a lot of the times we're fearful of the unknown, like um, we will revert back to what we're comfortable with and familiar with because we know the level of the pain, right? Even if it's bad, we know the degree and the level of pain. What we are afraid of is the unknown. So if there's a job that you're seeking out after, a lot of the people are not familiar with what that job entails. Maybe research, wisdom, knowledge, and experience will eliminate fear. So I would say whatever profession it is you're going after, learn more about it. Greg McCowan wrote a great book called Essentialism. And it helps us get the things in our life that are the non-essentials out of the way and focus on the vital few. When we niche down into an area that we're familiar with, fear eliminates. It goes away because we're more experienced. So I would say further your education into the area that you're pursuing. <laughs> 
you know, your wisdom is over, and I, I can't imagine as a little boy this existed within you. How did you develop these qualities in yourself? You well, can see these things so clearly. I don't know. Maybe you see something in me I don't see in myself. I don't know that I'm as smart as you're saying. But the thing is, is I've been involved in accountability groups and mastermind groups for almost 30 years now. Mastermind groups for 15 or 20 years. Uh, I was in the Eagles group here in Nashville, Tennessee for over a dozen years with Dave Ramsey, Dan Miller, Ken Abraham. Uh, Ken Abraham has over 100 books in print. Dan Miller has 48 Days to the Work You Love. Uh, some of you have heard of Dave Ramsey. He's got a little radio show, you know, Financial Peace. I think he's on 800 radio stations now, got about 8 million listeners a day. But he didn't when we started 20 years ago, right? He, he gave me advertising in one of my businesses to try him. He was on one station in Nashville. No one had ever even heard of Dave before. And I've been with Dave now that long. We've become best friends and we do business on a regular basis. I've been on his show for 20 solid years, a business I own or have owned and being his one of his sponsors. I was his second sponsor when he started. Well, we jointly got together, this group of men did, 10 of us, and we started sharing ideas. It's kind of like trusted advisors. These guys are non-biased, so whatever information they give you doesn't impact their personal life. So they tell you the truth. Jeff, if you want to get the truth, ask somebody that has nothing to gain or lose, right? If you go to your family members or a business partner, they're going to tell you things that are going to be maybe swayed one way or the other to benefit them, or they want to be liked by you because you're your friend. But if you want to get honest, candid advice, get a group of guys together that know you well, that you can share with on a regular basis. We call it a mastermind group. And I facilitate these groups now. I have three groups that I facilitate, and I participate in a group personally. And that is where the wisdom, the experience, the knowledge comes from, because I have subjected myself to scrutiny, right? I've got a backbone, Jeff. It's a foot thick. It's like you're not going to hurt my feelings because I want you to give me constructive criticism. I want you to tell me my blind spots because others view you differently than you view yourself. And if you open yourself up to that kind of scrutiny, you're going to learn. Beautiful. And folks, we're going to be back with more from Aaron in just a moment. But first, my insider tip for this show, which is very concrete material about resumes and applicant tracking systems. For those of you who are submitting resumes through applicant tracking system systems, I'll just simply say it's not my preferred way. And if you're doing it, I just want to make sure you're not sabotaging yourself by submitting bad resumes. And here, here's what I mean by, by bad. Applicant tracking systems have biases in how they're constructed. They don't read embedded headers all that well. They don't respond well to underlines on the resume and generally can't read the line above them or below them. And if you use a slash, let's try it for camera purposes like that, if you use a slash in either direction, they can't read the character immediately before or immediately after. So you need to use spaces in, in, when, when you're using tracking systems, when you're dealing with slash marks. So that's my tip for this show. There's a lot more that's available on my website, which is thebiggamehunter.us.
visit the site, go exploring. There's a lot more there. Let's come back to here and pick up where we left off because it's good stuff. Really good stuff. So you've worked through masterminds, and I'm sure you've struggled even with the support of masterminds. How do you work your way through those struggles regardless? You know, uh, when I was in school, I started really early. When I was 15 years old, I decided I wanted to go into the pawn shop business and make it a career because I started there at 13 years old. At 15 years old, decided I wanted to be in it. And so I went to summer school and night school for 18 months. I had enough credits at the beginning of my junior year of high school to graduate, so I didn't have to go my junior year and senior year. What I attribute that to is not education, but grit, perseverance, determination, right? I wanted better for myself. I was willing to delay gratification to get something for later. I got married two weeks out of high school. I've been married 35 years now. And I think back and I think, man, alive, I'm just 55 years old and I've been married 35 years, you know, coming up on 36 years. And I think it's been phenomenal. But what's gotten us through that? You know, first of all, I'm a Christ follower, so I trust in my faith uh, nonstop, right? Christ is the center focus for me. It's my moral compass, and I always go there. And I'm like everybody else, Jeff. I struggle. I have hard times. But that perseverance, determination, uh, quality, grit, if you will, uh, TED Talks had a great talk recently. There was a lady on there that did a talk on Grit is one of the biggest factors in successful people that they can find. It's the can't, couldn't, mentality. like I can do this. My wife uses it against me now. She'll come up and she'll say, I'm not sure you can do this. And I'm like, Robin, why do you do that to me? You know, that kills me. Now I got to do it. So it's that grit and perseverance. It's hard work, Jeff. Uh, a lot of people don't want to go through the mundaneness that they have to go through in order to succeed long term. And I'm willing to be consistent even when the fruit is not showing up because you throw enough seed out and something's going to grow. And then once it starts growing, you water it more. You do more of the 20 percent and then you become more successful as a result of it. But it's consistency. It's doing the mundane things on a regular basis. And you've been challenged in life. You've had some tough circumstances along the way. You, know, you shared with me before we started the show about a particular adversity. Well, it was harder for someone else than for you, but still you, you were affected by circumstances that, were, that presented themselves to you. You willing to open up about that? Yeah, I'll be happy to. You know, here's the thing. We all have trials tribulations and struggles what we can't control is things that happen to us in our life what we can control is the way we respond and i always want to be the guy that my glass is half full not half empty and so this was tough though because august 1st 2001 i was headed to the office i had already had a multiple businesses i had sold out to a fortune 500 company when i was 27 years old I didn't have to work any longer. I went back, started another company, built it four times the size it was over a 10-year period. Things were good, right? I'd had a lot of success financially. My life was good. But August 1st, 2001, I'm headed to the office, and a pedestrian was crossing the street to catch a bus. He didn't look my way. Uh, I ran into him, and unfortunately, he, uh, he died three days later in Vanderbilt Trauma Unit here in Nashville. 
And it was so surreal when it happened. It was like he ran out. I hit him. I looked. I couldn't believe it was happening to me. I got out of the car, and my hand was shaking so hard I couldn't dial 911. And finally, I got my composure. I held the phone in my hand. I braced my other hand on it. I dialed 911. Cars were stopping everywhere, running to this guy's aid. And I'm thinking, God, please, no, this is really not happening to me. I, I couldn't even fathom what was going on. Finally, hours later, the police got through. They came and got the guy and took him to Vanderbilt. And I went to my office. My wife was out of town with my two daughters. She was on a mission trip in Florida. And I called her, told her what happened. Of course, they came home. And then my pastor came. Friends of mine came and consoled me. And, you know, we, we worked through it. And so I told my partner, I said, listen, I'm done. I've been working since I've been 13 years old. I'm 41 years old now. I, I'm done. I'm, I'm finished. I've got enough money. I don't have to work. And so my wife and I traveled for about five years. We built a new house. I had to change locations. I sold my businesses. I, I sold everything. I just said, I just can't have this anymore because uh, it's all about the money. And it wasn't about significance, at which I found I later didn't have any more of, or I didn't have any of, I should say. Everything was about me. My central focus was about gaining more money. I had a vacation home. I had the cars, the big house. I had all the stuff, but there was still a void there. And what I found out was is its significance. I wasn't impacting other person's lives. I wasn't pouring into those that couldn't help themselves. I, I was helping people that could help me, but I wasn't looking for people that couldn't repay me and doing honorable, charitable, kind, random acts of kindness for them. And I changed my perspective and I started saying the money's good. I like it. There's people that say money's not important that have money run from them because they're liars. It, it is important, but we shouldn't make it the most important thing. And so now since 2001, I have tried to live a successful life simultaneously living significantly. And that's the quest I've been on. So how did you find, uh, obviously you have a relationship with Christ. I respect right. that. And I suspect there's something that uh, is layered in as well that serves you. Uh, maybe that's the wrong language, but that really resonated for you in terms of finding your purpose. So I'm asking this from the vantage point of supporting other people and figuring that piece out for themselves. How did you find yours? Well, what I was discovering was that everything I did on a daily basis had no one else in mind but myself. And when you start thinking on that on a practical level, whether you're a Christian or not, it's pretty selfish. When you start thinking, I've got this skill, this ability, I think that I've got a God-ordained skill to make money and to grow businesses because I've done a number of them. So I know I can do it. I know exactly. I don't say that in an arrogant standpoint. This is I've got eight or nine businesses now that prove that to be true. And I think, how can I be so selfish to think that the world revolves around me? And that's what I was doing. Every wakening moment, I was thinking of my family, myself, my well-being, my tangible possessions, and I wasn't looking outward to help other people accomplish the same. Now, there's a certain level of money that means a lot from poverty or starvation up to about $70,000 a year makes a huge difference in your life. It really moves the needle significantly. But when you get past $70,000 a year and your basic needs are being met, the happy meter only goes off slightly compared to what it did up until that point. 
what I was finding out was, is I was saying, when I make this much more money, then I'll be happy. If I can get one more store, then I will be happy. If I can just go on this one more exotic trip, then I will be happy. And what I discovered, Jeff, is that wasn't making it happen for me. It was okay, and I enjoyed it, and I don't want to discount the things that I've been able to experience, but it wasn't giving me what I thought it was going to. You see, happiness is a choice, not a trait. And I teach people, learn to be content in your present situation, void of complacency. Now, I love to grow. I'm growing view from the top right now like gangbusters. I love it. But my why is different. It's not so I can get another this or that. It's not so that I'll be happier because I elect today to be happy in my present situation. And people say, well, I guess, you know, Avery, if I had your money, I would be happy too. And I say, no, that's not true because money magnifies what's in the heart. It doesn't change it. And if you're not doing things right now that cause other people the ability to be successful and you're not doing random acts of kindness on a percentage basis of what you presently make, you wouldn't do it if you made more money. And so it's merely an evaluation of your personal heart to see what's there and what's causing you to do the random acts of kindness or the things that will bring other people joy besides yourself. And when you went looking for those that uh, sense of purpose and mission for yourself. Did it immediately just come to you? Did you have to work at it? Did you engage in a process to identify it? Yeah, no, it's something that you have to go. It's an ongoing challenge. It's not something that stays with you constantly. It's hard work. As I said earlier, I'll tell you a funny little story. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. So the other day I went to the Starbucks coffee. And I meet clients there sometimes or people that just want to meet me or interview me and, you know, people I want to meet and interview them. You know, it's a mutual fun place to go. So I get there. It's about seven o'clock in the morning. There's this lady that's two persons ahead of the guy in front of me. And she's asking four million questions about every coffee they have. And I'm thinking, Lord, lady, this is Starbucks. How many questions can you ask about coffee? And I'm praying, let her please order something. I got to have some coffee. And my attitude was terrible. I mean, seriously, my attitude, I I had become mad at this lady I'd never met. Finally, she ordered some coffee. She went on. Well, the guy in front of me ordered his. And I'm thinking, I've got to change my attitude right now. It's going to ruin my whole morning. So I told the cashier, hey, give this guy whatever he wants. It's on me. And the guy turned and looked at me and he goes, what? And I said, yeah, it's on me. He goes, why? And I said, I want to. He goes, why do you want to? I said, I want to bless you. He goes, why? I said, I'm going to be honest with you. That lady in front of you, I was ready to kill her. I said, she's getting on my nerves so bad. I'm getting ill. I've got to do something nice quick to change my attitude. And I've chosen to bless you. Well, let me tell you what happened. The next 15 minutes were awesome because he said, do you do this often? I said, quite honestly, I do. I do do it often. I love to do it. Little random acts of kindness. It's not about them. It's about keeping me in a continuous state of generosity. He said, you know, I'm going to start doing that. I love that. He said, I've not thought about it, but I love it. It cost me, what, five bucks or whatever it was. So he left. A couple of days later, I go back in Starbucks. I'm in a great mood. Nothing's wrong. But I turned to the guy behind me and I said, hey, get whatever you want. It's on me. And he said, why? I said, I want to bless you. 
He goes, why? I said, because today's going to be a great day and I want to do it for you. Jeff, here's what's so cool. He thanks me and I leave. As I'm walking out the door, he tells the cashier, hey, get these three guys behind me. I'm getting all of them. And I'm thinking, how cool is that? You see, it's little things that we do that have a trickle effect. Well, that's the life I want to live now. I want to be successful. I love making money. I want to make more money. But it's things that we can do with it now. We used to give scholarships to eighth graders, and it gave them hope to further their education. We followed those kids for years, and we found out that kids that had no hope prior to the education opportunity that we gave them, they went on to be officers in the military. They went on to be nurses at some of the leading hospitals. You can change people's lives for a little bit of money. If you can't do it with money, do it with random acts of kindness and generosity with your time. Call people and say, I'm coming to your house for two hours. It changes who we are, right? And that's the reason that we got to do it intentionally every day. Some days I don't want to do that. I don't even feel like doing it. And I make myself do it because it changes me. And one of the things I'm picking up about you is the spirit of play that I think it's uh, demoralized out of a lot of people uh, as they become cogs in a machine, to use you know, stereotypic language. Am I picking up on that correctly or not? Oh, absolutely. you got to have fun. If you're not having fun, what's the purpose, you know? I mean, what's the point in, in doing it? You want to bring, you know, relationships are about what we bring, not what we take. And you always want to be the guy in the room that's going to bring effort, energy, life. You don't want to suck the life out of the room. You don't want to be the guy that only calls people when they need something. You want to be the guy that calls and empowers people, picks them up, encourages them. You want to be the breath of fresh air. Don't even call people when you just need it. Bring in, Jeff, how's it going, man? Anything I can do for you? And when I hang up, you go, he really was interested in me. It wasn't about what he could get. That's what life is about. It's about building relationships that matter. Now, the reciprocity that comes out of that, people want to do business with you. They want to be around you because you bring energy, right? You bring purpose. You bring meaning. You bring laughter. We can do that at whatever stage we're in. I don't care what service industry you're in. I don't care what widget you're selling. Anybody can bring. Attitude is the only thing. One. The only thing that we control 100%, right? We don't control anything else but our attitude, and I want to have a good one. View from the top. Tell me about view from the top. Yeah, I'm a life and business coach. I wasn't even going to do this, Jeff. I'm going to be totally transparent with you. When I retired at 50 years old after my ever how many businesses, I said, I'm through. Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller said, you can't quit coaching. I said, quit coaching. He said, you've been coaching for years, but you need to get paid for it. I said, I'm not coaching anybody. I'm, through. I'm tired. I'm done. Dan Miller said, come to Innovate. Dave Ramsey said, come to Entree Leadership Mastery Series. It'll be a gift from me to you. Jeff, don't tell anybody that. That was a $10,000 gift. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't supposed <laughs> to tell that, but he, but he gave it to me. So I, I loved it. I started talking to these guys and started telling them about my 37 years of business experience. And Robin and I have been married 35 years. I started giving little tips and pointers. Well, guys started calling me and they started hiring me to be their coach and help them. Now we got guys that have doubled their revenue in 18 months. We've got guys that have paid off their house. We've got guys that have paid off their business. We're sharing on Iron Sharpens Iron mastermind groups that I facilitate. We got what's called the community 
For $37, you can join that and get with guys that run $600 million companies and guys that are just starting their business. It's very diverse. We have people all over the world joining the community. It's $37 to join the community. I teach for one hour every Wednesday in an open live webinar, just like we're doing this blab. You can interact. You can ask questions. You can get resources, accountability. It's the best deal going, as far as I'm concerned, 37 bucks. And so other guys want to engage one-on-one. Other guys want to get in mastermind groups where they meet with the same 10 guys every week, and we hold each other accountable. We share our goals, our dreams. And listen, you're not going to come to a group and tell what you want to get accomplished and not do it, right? You want to save face. And when you do what you say you're going to do, it brings resources. It brings revenue. It brings a sense of accomplishment. And we just do that. I've been doing this for two decades. I've been in these groups to where you iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another as iron sharpens iron. And so that's what we do in a Zoom video conference room. We do it every week for an hour. Uh, That's what View from the Top is. And I'm just an encourager. I'm a helper. I aid people to grow their businesses and their personal life. You know, I've been part of uh, men's groups now for almost 25 years. And the accountability that comes from working with individuals playing with them as well, and all focused on supporting one another to being the men or women, in my case, it's a men's group, so being the men that we've always wanted to be in life has helped catapult each of us in so many different ways in our businesses, in our lives, in in our spiritual perspectives as well. It's absolutely wonderful. I I get it clear. We're, we're coming up on the end of time with one another. I want to be respectful of yours. So are there any last gifts of advice that you'd like to offer as part of this show? Well, yeah, I appreciate that. What I would like to do, if it's okay with you, I've created a landing page for your listeners, and it's called View From The Top, V-I-E-W, From The Top, viewfromthetop.com forward slash job search radio, all in lowercase letters. If you'll go to that site, there's three documents I use every day, and I've taken the price off. I'm not selling them to you. I want to give it to you. It's a gift for me. One is a personal assessment. You look at yourself, talk about your identity, your needs, your values, your faith, your relationships, your career. It really does a deep dive on yourself. Just answer the questions. It's just a thought-provoking document. The second one is what do I want? See, Jeff, we've got to determine in our personal lives what we want before we can create the roadmap. The third one is steps to a productive day. It's kind of a to-do list on steroids I've created. It's a three-page document. It helps work you through your every day so that you can be more productive in your life. So I'm going to give those to you, viewfromthetop.com forward slash job search radio. Just go there. I've made them for free. Download them. And I hope it's instrumental in helping your listeners. You can contact me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at viewfromthetop.com. That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is thebiggamehunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. 
Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great!